Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. Good morning again, guys. This is Derek from Big and Tall Outlet. I wanted to make you aware that we are your home for exclusive South Bend Cubs big men's apparel. We have South Bend Cubs t-shirts, short sleeve and long sleeve, starting at about a 3X all the way up to an 8X in assorted sizes. And then that also includes 2X tall and 3X tall. These range in prices from $15 to $20, but these shirts are exclusive to our store only. These aren't available at the South Bend Cubs team store, but through a partnership with them, um, the wonderful folks at the South Bend Cubs team store, uh, we're able to offer you guys big and tall South Bend Cubs team apparel and exclusively available here. Some of these are available on our website, bigandtalloutlet.com. But if you needed to place a phone order, you can always give us a call at 574-293-0111. Just wanted to let you guys know that we do have South Bend Cubs team apparel available in big men's sizes exclusively at Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Thanks, guys. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you next time. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. Sports Yak! And away we go with episode 66 of Sports Yak. Hello, Chuck Freeby. It is the Mario Lemieux episode, Corey Mann, the former Pittsburgh Penguins great 17 NHL seasons, now the current owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Hockey Hall of Famer, Mario Lemieux. Would you put him in the top 10 hockey players of all time? I would. Yes? Yes, top I five? would. Top five? Ooh, boy. Well, yeah, I, I think Gretzky, Howe, Lemieux, right up there. Okay. Did you ever see him play? Uh, not in person. Saw him on TV an awful lot. And now he's the owner? He is now the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Basically saved the franchise and and kept them in Pittsburgh. All right, let's uh let's rewind to Friday night. I apologize. I did not get to see any of the game. Uh my wife and I took in the Need to Breathe rock concert. Very awesome. How was your Friday night? Friday night was good. J.R. Konesny, the talented St. Joe sophomore, put on a show and scored 34 as the Indians of St. Joe, who trailed Mishawaka at halftime, rallied to win. I believe the final score was 63-47, to but Konesny had 34 of those. He becomes the first sophomore in St. Joe history to score 500 points and the first player at St. Joe to score 500 points in the season in a quarter century. So, pretty talented young man. I thought he was very gracious in his post-game comments towards his teammates and 
Now St. Joe gets ready for the sectional tomorrow night as they take on their arch-rival Marion in the opening game at Jimtown. Any other big uh, wins that caught your eye on Friday night? Well, the big upset on Friday night was Concord knocking off Westview. Westview is ranked number three going in, and Concord beats them 49-47 on a three-pointer with a couple of seconds left. Oh, I saw that on Twitter. That yeah. was quite a shot. It was. And <laughs> the funny thing about that shot was the young man that took it wasn't supposed to be taking it. He was supposed to be passing it to somebody else and just found himself open and said, here, let me launch this. I'm sure it's one of those things where Derek Deshaun on the Concord bench was, what are you? Oh, great job. Great job. <laughs> so tomorrow night, uh, things get underway with sectionals. What are you seeing if you looked into your crystal ball? Your crystal ball. I haven't said crystal ball in so many years. I'm calling it Super Tuesday because I think there are just some incredible matchups tomorrow night. We'll start off in 4A, Penn and Riley playing at the Penn Palace. Penn beat them by two with a tip-in at the buzzer during the regular season just a few weeks ago. Should be a, a fascinating matchup of point guards. Drew Lutz of Penn, Jalen Jennings of Riley. you got big men like Gabe Johnson from Riley, Noah Applegate from Penn. I think this matchup has everything you would want in a high school basketball game, and yet there's a number of games just like it. You go over to Northside Gym, Elkhart Memorial, just beat Warsaw by three points last week. Mm-hmm. Now they have to play them again. You've got a veteran coach in Doug Ogle, uh, a lesser experienced coach in Kyle Sears. But can Warsaw kind of find the solutions to its troubled offense in time to put it together and, and make a run in the Elkhart sectional? Or will Memorial, the defending sectional champions, prevail once again? That 3A matchup, Marion and St. Joe, two prolific scorers in Jaden Ivey of Marion and J.R. Kinesny of St. Joe going head-to-head. Where's that at? That's at Jimtown. Okay. And then in the Wawasee sectional, you've got Fairfield and Northwood. Fairfield has the best record of any team in that field, but they only beat Northwood by four, and that was way back in December. Can Northwood, a, a perennial contender under Aaron Wolf? find a way to knock off the Falcons and maybe work their way all the way through to a sectional title. Unless you've got personal stuff happening, you're going to have to choose one of those games, I'm guessing, to go check out. Yeah. Um, My guess is my family, having a child at St. Joe, will want to go to the St. Joe Marion game. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the one I'll wind up at. From a basketball purist standpoint, the one I would go to would be Penn and Riley. Okay. Uh, you can follow Chuck at 46 Sports on Twitter, on Facebook. I loved your uh, Jennings piece last week. Just oh, showing, for the film room? Just showing how much hustle that kid has. Well, he did a tremendous job. This uh, this was our 46 film room, which we typically do on Wednesdays. And Jalen Jennings, the point guard for Riley, made a play in the game that we did with Riley and Adams back on February 15th, where at the end of the third quarter... Adams had uh, stolen the ball and was going down the floor, and Jalen Jennings takes off like a speed demon from his own baseline, races down the floor, steals the ball away, and then has the presence of mind to look up at the clock and down the floor, sees that the best way to beat the buzzer is to zip a pass to his open teammate down the floor, gets it down, the floor to Jaquan Ulmer, who lays it up and in just to beat the buzzer. And then the look of joy and excitement on Jalen Jennings' face at the fact, not the fact that he made a play, he wasn't thumping his chest or anything, 
but the fact that his team made a play to you know kind of break any momentum that Adams had and really create its own momentum going to the fourth was just something to see. Let's uh, work our way into college basketball. A lot to talk about. So let's let's start on the men's side. Okay, let's start with Sunday's game, which has Michigan State now taking control of the Big Ten race with a 77-70 win at Michigan that snaps the Wolverines' 22-game home court win streak. Mm. Cassius Winston is looking more and more like the Big Ten player of the year. He had 27 points, 8 assists. So Tom Izzo's team, a half game ahead of Purdue and a full game ahead of Michigan, uh, Purdue still has four games left to play in the Big Ten. Michigan State and Michigan each have three left in the Big Ten race. So it'll be interesting to see how this carves its way out. Uh, Purdue got a big road win on Saturday at Nebraska, 75-72. Uh, the Boilermakers, they had to move that game up because of a blizzard coming into Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So they moved the start time up so that Purdue could get the heck out of Dodge and get home to West Lafayette. And Grady Eifert hits a key bucket down the stretch to cement it for the Boilermakers and keep their Big Ten hopes alive. Notre Dame continues to struggle. And the Irish lose to Virginia Tech. Tom Noy had a very interesting piece in the South Bend Tribune yesterday. Uh, he, he went into the game trying to find bright spots. Hang on, Chuck. Let me, uh, let me find that article real quick. Hang on, hang on. Almost got it. Nope. Oh, there it is. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Shouldn't have been that hard. It was on the front of the B section. Oh, oops. Tom went into the game trying to look for bright spots. Uh, I guess the brightest one he found was the play of Prentice Hub, the freshman point guard who uh, went over the 100 assist mark for the season and and seems to be playing better. And the freshmen for Mike Bray are playing better. Nate Lashewski, Dane Goodwin. But they're freshmen, and they're going up against these experienced teams. And and we for years we've heard Mike Bray talk about how he loves his older guys. He loves his older teams. Well, this year he doesn't have any seniors to rely on. Uh, his top junior goes down with an injury. And so he doesn't have these older guys to rely on, and it shows. And the Irish now find themselves a game below the 500 mark, and they go and play Florida State tonight on ESPN. And it- I glimpsed at the game. I heard the announcer say that's the fifth missed shot. And I thought, the first thing I thought was, man, pass the ball. Stop being so, it's all about me. It, it felt like that. But that's a difficult lesson to learn. Yes. It's it's difficult for younger players to learn that chemistry and have that trust with each other, which is another reason why you like to have an older team. Now, um, Notre Dame is 13-14, and 14, as is Indiana. The Hoosiers blow the lead at Iowa on Friday night. And Jordan Bohannon starts raining in threes from all over the place for the Hawkeyes down the stretch. And Fran McCaffrey's squad gets the win over IU in overtime on Friday night. And now Indiana finds itself 13-14, and 14, which is all the more shocking. Go back to the Crossroads Classic, mm-hmm. okay? IU at one point was 12-3 and three this year, and they're now 13-14. and 14. Notre Dame beat Purdue in the Crossroads Classic. Purdue was 6-5 and five coming out of that game. 
And now Purdue is contending for the Big Ten title, and Notre Dame is left by the wayside. So it just it just goes to show you cannot evaluate a college basketball team until at best mid January, and really even right now the the season's still starting for <laughs> it seems for some of these teams. When would I have seen uh, orange filled? gymnasium would that have been a saturday's game saturday night uh a very interesting game on espn with duke visiting syracuse okay yep late last week jim Beheim, the syracuse head coach his team had beaten louisville on wednesday night in syracuse in syracuse he goes out to eat dinner he's on his way home from dinner there's a traffic accident ahead of him on the road he drives to avoid the accident and winds up hitting and killing one of the people who was involved in the accident. ESPN had planned to do its college game day show from Syracuse, but not knowing what they were going to be getting into fully, mm-hmm. they decided not to do their show from there. Uh, they still broadcast the game. Uh, Jim Beheim, who says he will, and this is the second time this has happened in Jim Beheim's life. Really? Where he has hit and killed somebody while behind the wheel of a vehicle. Um, And they've already written this off as accident. Accident was not inebriated. He got out his cell phone. He called 911. He turned the light on and was using that because it was horrible. uh, Horribly dark. Not lit. Visual, yeah. yeah. So... And and Jim Beheim has said, I have to live with this heartbreak the rest of my life. Um, he got a he got a wonderful ovation from the Syracuse crowd, who I'm sure was trying to be supportive yeah. of their old coach as he comes out onto the floor. Uh, you could see tears welling in his eyes uh, at that. But what a what a horrible thing to have to live with. And I'm not a big Jim Beheim fan. Uh, but I wouldn't wish that upon Abe. Right. I didn't know that it was twice. Yes. How long ago was the uh, first? Uh, it had been a while, like yeah. 20, 30 years, somewhere okay. in there. Yeah, just watching him coach for a while that I had the TV on, I just thought, man, what's going through his mind trying to maintain right. at this time of year, this time of the season where it matters, it counts, you know, and and then just the balance. Ugh. And did uh, Duke win? Duke won 75-65, even playing without Zion Williamson, who continues to nurse that ankle injury that he suffered in the shoe blowout incident against North Carolina. Notre Dame women's basketball tonight. Big game out at Syracuse where they're expecting high winds and maybe even a blizzard, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of crowd shows up for this one. Maybe they'll play early? Uh, does we have not received any word of that? Okay. Uh, of course, if they do, your home for Notre Dame women's basketball is Pulse FM ninety two one ninety six nine and one hundred three point one. Bob Nagel is with the team out in Syracuse. Uh, this is the toughest test for Muffet squad for the rest of the regular season. Syracuse, a, a pretty good team under Quentin Hillsman. Uh, they have twenty wins already this year. They will make the NCAA tournament. They're currently fifth in the ACC. Notre Dame needing a win in order to help it hang on to first place in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They're tied currently with Louisville. Of course, if that remains over the course of the regular season, 
Notre Dame has the tiebreaker over the Cardinals, having beaten them here at Purcell Pavilion and would be the number one seed for the ACC tournament. Sports Yak! Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. But the second K is silent. Spring training games got underway over the weekend, and a lot of eyes were on Chris Bryant of the Cubs. Uh, pretty good piece in The Athletic. That's a subscription site, so if you don't have the subscription, you're not going to be able to read it. Uh, but Chris Bryant is coming off that shoulder injury that he suffered last year. He dove headfirst into a base at Cincinnati. He eventually came back and played for the Cubs last year, but had very little power and really wasn't 100% and had a hugely subpar year for himself. And it's one reason that the Cubs barely made the wild card and, and got knocked out of the playoffs right away. That said, uh, he has a huge chip on his shoulder going into this year because he has heard and he, he made the mistake of looking on Twitter of what people were saying about him last year and took a lot of it to heart mm. and said, I'm going to disprove those people who are saying that I don't have it anymore, that I stink. And so that's kind of what's motivating him this year. And he comes out in his very first bat of spring training and hits a home run for the Cubs. Uh, went two for two in their spring training opener against Milwaukee. I don't think he played yesterday against the Giants. But Bryant's shoulder injury is something to keep an eye on because usually players don't make a 100% recovery from the kind of injury that he suffered, and they wind up seeing their skills somewhat deteriorate. Now, medicine constantly makes improvements, and perhaps the surgery done on him this time was better, or the offseason gave him time to heal. One thing that he said in the article was, He's made some. He's really focused in his swing, and, and this is something for you to watch if you watch a Cubs spring training game. He's a right-handed hitter. Okay. So his right elbow, he is really trying to keep it right next to his rib cage as he goes through the swing, because that allows him. First of all, it keeps his power, keeps his arms back, and keeps his power into the swing, and it also helps him direct the ball where he wants to hit it. Okay. So you'll hear, you'll see in batting practice, players work on trying to hit the ball back up the middle, because obviously different situations in a game call for you to hit the ball different places, and he really takes a lot of pride in his ability to do that. And when he looked at video of him last year, he saw his back elbow because of the weakness in his shoulder was going out, and that's why he lost some power. So he's really trying to keep that back elbow in against his ribs. Couple of questions. Uh, Giants and the Brewers, are they out there in Arizona or do they have to travel to that facility? No, typically in spring training, you play the other teams that are practicing in your state. Everybody either practices in Florida or Arizona. Okay. So that's why you won't see the Cubs play the Tigers in spring training because the Tigers are in Florida and the Cubs are in Arizona. Okay. Uh, the White Sox used to train in Florida. Now they train in Arizona. Uh, but you're going to be in one of those two states. So you basically play the teams in your state in that circuit. So that's why they call it the Grapefruit League or the Cactus League. Okay. So you're either where the grapefruit are grown in Florida or where the cacti are in Arizona. Uh, left field question. You said something about the athletic. What's the subscription price, and is it worth it in your opinion? 
In my opinion, it's worth it. Uh, the subscription price that they've been having huge discounts here in their first year of getting on. So I think it's something like maybe five bucks a month. What do you like about it? What I like about it is you can, first of all, you can get articles from all over the country, but you can tailor it to your interests. Okay. So I can have come into my inbox Notre Dame, Cubs, Bears, and I. But no matter where I live in the country, I could do that. So let's say for a hot second that you move to Sacramento or something like that, you could still get your fix of Notre Dame, Cubs, Bears info okay. while living out there. Do you know somebody that works for The Athletic, or did somebody yeah, go there? Pete Sampson is, is the guy that works for okay. The Athletic now. The Athletic. And right. just thinking out loud here, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea Friday because spring practice starts Saturday for the Irish. Okay. Maybe I can see if Mr. Sampson would care to join us on Friday for the podcast and share some thoughts about spring football for the Irish. That'd be great. I have a subscription to kind of a, a peewee radio website for five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I might switch it over to The Athletic. I was, I've was i been looking for something new to kind of keep my eye on. Yeah, I'm, I can show you here after the show some okay. of the articles they have. But that Chris Bryant article I thought was, was very well done. Okay. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yes, I do. Get out the Zamboni, kids. I spent yesterday at the Compton Family Ice Arena, and you might say, well, Notre Dame played Friday and Saturday, and they played in Minnesota, and you'd be absolutely right. I went to the Michiana High School Hockey League Championship game yesterday. Our okay. next-door neighbor, Riley Planey, plays for Penn. TJ has some of his buddies on the tennis team who play for St. Joe, so it was free, which is the price for me. Your next-door neighbor on the west side of town plays for Penn's Hockey League? It plays, goes to Penn High School. Both the kids do. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You'd have to ask them why they do that i'm not 100 uh, percent certain su- not surprised by that but just the, i mean that's that's how it works around here yeah I, people are are willing to make the drive yeah okay so uh my guess off the top of my head is they probably weren't happy with the south bend schools uh they didn't want to pay the money to go to a parochial school a catholic school mm-hmm. and so Penn offers that chance for open enrollment i think there's a a small fee that you have to pay if you're from out of the district, but it's nominal. And they're playing hockey. And and he's playing hockey. Okay. So and and Riley is a is a young man. I mean he they play travel hockey. They're on the road a lot. So and first I'd seen him play and he looked pretty good to me. He's the smallest guy out there, but he's really quick and he's not afraid to put a check into somebody either. So uh, good for him, but it was a heck of a game. And at the end, a young man named John Harding. Well, there's there's nine seconds left. Okay, and it's a one-one game, and St. Joe has a face-off to the left of the Penn goalie. And the St. Joe coach Chris Cleva, I've known Chris a long time, veteran hockey coach. He knows his stuff, and he calls a timeout. And he design he draws up a play for them. Now, obviously, the key to the play is you got to win the face-off control the puck but then here's what we're going to do when we win the faceoff. okay and they execute the play beautifully and john harding's got a shot one-on-one shot 
at the goalie, and he snipes it home and hits the game-winning shot with 2.9 seconds left, and St. Joe wins the (laughs) Michiana High School Hockey League title 2-1. But, you know, it's a sport we don't talk about a lot here. Certainly hockey at the high school level. If you go to a Notre Dame hockey game and then you watch the high school hockey player, you see a huge difference. Yes. Just like if you go to a Blackhawks game and then you watch the Irish play, man, there's a huge difference there too. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand what you're getting into here. You're you're not you're not watching Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. Still, the fact that the kids can skate and handle the puck puts them ahead of me. Well, <laughs> ahead of me. Uh and it was an exciting competition and the thing that impressed me most Corey was the sportsmanship after the game. So both teams line up on the blue line. Uh Penn on its blue line, St. Joe on its blue line. Only one team's getting medals here, the winning team. Mm -hmm. Penn stands there, and every St. Joe player, after they got their medal, went over and shook the hand of every Penn player and coach. Wow. That that was impressive. Yeah. Because you don't see that a lot in some of these sports. Speaking of hockey, did you see the mic'd up, four-year-old yes i did what'd you think of it well i mean there wasn't a whole uh, it's like he's primarily learning to skate yes at this point uh the commentary that he was offering to himself his self-motivation was entertaining but if you were looking at it to see a four-year-old playing hockey well you weren't really seeing that but that besides the point it was still cute One, two, one, two. I did it, I did it. One, two. Okay, it's okay. One, two, ow. He falls down a lot. I need a nap. I like when he he starts going, the old can of hand, or old pink can. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. I don't know what he was talking about then. Then he runs into somebody. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Good stuff right there. You know, and and that's that's the beauty of watching them learn. Yeah. Sports Jack! Interesting. I'm not the hugest nascar fan mm-hmm. uh brad keselowski got the win yesterday at atlanta fighting off a stomach virus oh man and i'm thinking about this as i'm doing this story today okay i don't know how long the race was at atlanta yesterday i'm assuming it's at least 400 miles okay okay you've had a stomach virus before I've had a stomach virus. I'm I'm willing to bet most of the maniacs have. Could you drive 400 miles without having to make a stop? Not not. I'm not talking about the pit stop where they pull into the pits and the crew fills up the gasoline and checks the tire. I'm talking about the kind of stop that you have to make when you have a stomach virus. I bet you anything. He just said, you know what? If it happens, it happens. I, I bet you he. There, there's no stopping. There's, I, there's, there's no unzipping. 
There's no running over there to the, the Joy John. It's just going to happen. I haven't checked any of the pictures. I think Brad Keselowski typically wears the blue neoprene yeah. NASCAR outfit. I wonder if yesterday he changed to brown. Well, you know, turn four. <laughs> because. <laughs> you got to be careful. Because. Hey, does he work for UPS now? <laughs> I, I would, I would hate to think that um, he had a um, a Star Is Born Grammy incident <laughs> there as he got out to celebrate his win. Oh boy, four hours maybe driving with the stomach virus. Oh. I mean, look, the sport is is difficult enough as is, and you might question the athleticism of just sitting behind a wheel but when you're pulling the kind of g's that these guys are and having to be alert as these guys are with everything zipping around you and you're going 200 miles an hour first of all that's intense enough and then to be sitting there thinking can i hold it for 400 (laughs) miles for the amount of money i'm going to win or make yes Yes. i yes i can I am the son of immigrants from Egypt. I'm a first-generation American, and part of my story is being written right now, and I could not be more grateful to each and every one of you and and everyone who believed in me for, for this moment. It is something I will treasure for the rest of my life. We got one Oscar right. We didn't do well. It, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you tuned into the show for entertainment knowledge or proper movie prophecy, you've you've come to the wrong place. Yeah, I got Spider Man right. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh congratulations. Now, the Remy Malik one, I can understand a little bit better, even though we voiced our reasons as to why we didn't think he should win the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I get that one. Let me ask you this. Because he won and because of the amount of the awards that the movie did win, do you have any interest in seeing it at all? Yeah, I mean, at some point I will probably watch it. Because you chose two over the weekend that were nominated. That wasn't one of those two. No, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Bohemian Rhapsody might be online for Comcast viewers right now. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, watch Star is Born over the weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. And if anything, had I seen that before I was on the air last Friday, I probably wouldn't have picked Bradley Cooper as my choice, uh, mainly because, in my opinion, his character stays somewhat flat throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's great performance, but his character doesn't really do any evolution, so you can't really see any evolution of him as an actor. Okay. My opinion. Um Obviously, Lady Gaga's voice is terrific, and I thought that was displayed last night at the Oscars as well. Was Sam Elliott up for supporting actor? Sam Elliott was up for supporting actor. I would have loved to have seen Sam Elliott win. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy from the Green Room won. I'd never heard of him. Green Book. Green Book. Um, They are two very different things, Chuck. Yes, they are. Um, (laughs) Green Room, probably more like the Brad Keselowski conversation. Yeah. but the Green Book, I I couldn't tell you anything about that movie. Sorry, my mom loved it. That's all I know about it. Yeah, I mean, Hildy Hildy yeah. got that one. You didn't watch any of the Oscars 
ceremony, no, did you? I, I was literally at a concert every night this weekend. Uh, the first two were kind of, well, the first one, I love Need to Breathe. The second one was very work-oriented. third one was personal last night at the Howard. Beautiful. You ever seen a, a show or performance at the Howard? I don't even know where the Howard is. Inside Andrews University up in uh, Berrien Springs? Never been there. Much like that room and Goshen College's performing arts room, it's built for that, acoustics sure. and symphony or whatever. So the sound just carries in a wonderful way. So there's that. When and you, when we you, don't have ABC, so we can't watch the Oscars because we cut the cord. You know? Oh, okay. So you we, can't get it with the rabbit ears or? 57 does not come in on that thing at Well, that is all. true. It's low power. Oh, It's low power. Yeah. And low budget. Um, that said, let, take me back to this conversation that you were you were talking about. You went to a concert or show mm-hmm. every night this weekend. I guess you could call Tim Hawkins a concert. It's a comedy concert. Yeah. When you go to one of these, and you said, Tim Hawkins, you went to in a working capacity. Mm-hmm. But even when you go, how? and I know what it's like for me when I go to a sports event. So you being the music guy, how much of you there is the thought process of music, DJ, uh, radio personality working, and how much can you enjoy as fanboy? I got there, and they said, hey, you're going to get 60 seconds on stage. Uh, So I start thinking about what can I do in those three minutes to maybe remember me or say something that might do whatever. Sure. So I opened up with, hi, I'm Snowshoe from the Clutch Cargo Morning Show. There you go. Ooga-looga, ladies and gentlemen. Why wouldn't you? And no one got that. What? Uh, I'm kidding. So part of me swirled around, okay, I got to say a few things, but I was behind a table for the first hour, for the hour that people were walking in, so it was very political. Mm-hmm. And you, what I mean by that, you know what I mean. I'm shaking a ton of hands. Right. Kiss some babies. You know, if someone comes up to me and says, hey, you know, I I try to uh, interact with them. I I learn their name. Uh, If if I feel like there's a little, I can have a little more time with them. Hey, what do you like about what we do? You know, what what do you feel we could kick to the wayside? And then when they say my name, I... Oh, I thought they were going to say me. No, No, it was more me than it was you. So there's that. Friday night, even though that was a show we promoted, I got to go as a fan with my wife, and it was perfect. I did know a lot of people there, mm-hmm. but nobody, you know, this is small town South Bend. No one's going to, you know, hey, let's hoist the local G- DJ up on our shoulders, shoulders and, and walk him through the yeah. aisles. You know, I was, I mean, some very cool people walked up and said that they listen every morning, and I, I was very grateful for that. This is a thankless job. Uh, I'm glad they did it in front of my wife. I thought that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that's always nice, yes. But it was a great show. Uh, Need to Breathe is very hard to interact with. Very hard. I'm looking for. I'm. I'm going to try to do the Penn uh, Riley game tomorrow night. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you sold me on that one. And then Friday, you play the Friday, winner of something. Friday will probably have the second semifinal over at Elkhart. If the favorites win, it'll be Northridge and Plymouth. But Concord and Goshen going to wage their wars to try to make sure that that doesn't happen. Okay. It was on this day in 1984 that the song Jump by Van Halen sat atop of the chart for five weeks 
the longest in Van Halen history. Thank you, Casey. Casey. Of any song of theirs to go number one for five weeks. And would become the anthem for the 1984 Cubs, one of the great moments of my, I, I want to call it childhood, but I was in college by then. But still, it was really the first time in my life that the Cubs had been any stinking good whatsoever. And that song is still atop the chart of the best sports anthem stadium song to play. Agreed. To get people wound up. Agreed. It was David Lee Roth that was watching the news at <laughs> night one time. Uh, somebody had climbed up the Arco Towers, and they were going to jump off, end their life. And he says to himself, there's got to be someone in the crowd there watching that says, hey, go ahead, jump. And that's where the song came wow. from. That reminds me of uh, of a fellow that used to work for us at WNDU by the name of Tim Andrews. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you remember Big Teddy or not. Yeah. Uh, and we called him Big Teddy because he was a big teddy bear. Um, and Tim was out, uh, there was a guy that climbed a cell tower or some sort of transmitter tower and, uh, was, was threatening to jump and, and Tim was out there, SWAT teams out there and everything. They talked the guy down and the guy comes down the tower and the police are escorting him to the car and he walks past Tim and he says, I made a choice. I decided to live. And Tim goes, good job, buddy. Good job, buddy. Sports Yak! That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys gotta look good, too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.